Caroline, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, okay. I really my, like your shirt. Is it space? It is space. Look at my it's little space. planets. Oh my gosh. I love it. I want one. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know wh- where I got it. So <laughs> okay. probably off the street. Um, <laughs> that's not a joke. It's probably true. <laughs> Out of like I a box. Uh, anyway, no, I'm doing really well. I got a new job. I'm really excited about. Um, Yay, I'm going to be is working. It? It's an office management position for a church, but it's like a very radical church. So they're advocating for minority groups and it's very queer, very fun. The past is lesbian. So I'm going to fit right in. Oh my gosh. Um, I love that. Wait, what is it called? Can you tell us what it's called or would you rather not? I, for privacy reasons, will not share. Okay. But I will tell you later. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so none of you guys get to know, but I Sorry, but you get to know. Yeah, I'm really excited. (laughs) Wait. So when do you start? I start September 7th. So that's why I've been kind of like, kind of a little crazy the crazy. last couple of weeks mm-hmm. is that, but once that kind of gets kicking, I'll be, I'll be okay. rocking and rolling. We love it. And you don't have coronavirus. I don't. Well, we don't know that yet. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Cause I got that's what you just said. <laughs> today, but I don't have any symptoms and the coworker I was exposed to, uh, we were exposed for very short periods of time, less okay. than 15 minutes. So odds are low. How was your COVID test? Um, mine. So mine was negative, but I call bullshit. Um, because my, so my roommate has COVID and, um, she just tested positive yesterday, but it might. So because she just tested positive yesterday, if I got it from her, it could just be too early for me to test positive. So the guy said, to um, do another test in a few days. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm quarantining, treating it as if I have COVID. So yeah, that's it's okay. Smart. I'm really sorry. Ooh, that's it's rough. okay. It's, I mean, it's fine. Say lovey. At least I work from home. So right. And yeah. you have cats. Yeah. And I have cats. I mean, I literally never leave my house anyways. So really everything What's is really going to be change? the same. <laughs> really nothing. Honestly, um, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I uh, am really excited. I am also very excited. I had never played this game before. What? I know. I didn't know that. This is one I haven't played before. Oh my gosh. Loved it so much. Isn't it so good? It's so good. It's the first, it's the best one so far. Oh, for sure. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm excited to talk about it because there's just a lot of great things happening uh-huh. with this oh game. my gosh I love this game so much so this was um this was the first game that I finished not the first game that I played um but it was I the first game that I played was Secret of the Scarlet Hand but okay. I got to the end part and I knew that the end was gonna happen and I was terrified because I was like eight or something um and so I like left it there, had another Nancy Drew game. It was this one, Treasure in the Royal Tower is the game we're doing today. And I played it through start to finish. And I was terrified of this ending scene, but I was really proud of myself when I finished the game. I used to be a total scaredy cat. I don't know why. I, these games did freak me out. Like there were a couple of them. My first game was Secret of Shadow Ranch. And that last uh, sequence still lives in my nightmares. No spoilers, but it is terrifying though. It's scary. And like scary, the antagonist voice in that game, particularly (laughs) terrifying, (laughs) terrifying. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But let's get back to treasure in the the royal tower. Um, Do you want me to take the lead on this since it was my first game? Yeah, go for it. it. Um, So treasure in the royal tower. Oh, wait, wait. 
wait, what are you drinking? Oh, well, I'm drinking. I, I'm going a little crazy today, Emily. Oh, lady. Um, I have a Sour Monkey, which is a <gasps> Victory IPA. Which yes, is a, I've heard of that. Um, Philadelphia Brewing Company. Nice. But it's a Sour Triple. Uh, so oh, lady. 9.5%. So I will be slowly sipping. I will not be guzzling. Um, yeah, what baby. Are you drinking? What do you I'm got there? Drinking the coffee, the cold brew cocktail that I gave the recipe for in last week's oh episode. Doesn't this yes. look delicious? It looks really good. It's so oh good. Gosh. It's so your good. Your nails, oh my god, your nails are so fire, Emily. Thanks. Look at those. They're just black, <laughs> but they're matte and they're so they are matte black. I ordered them. Okay, promo for False Digits is the um, company name. You can order. They're not sponsoring us, but I like them. So I'm just going to gonna put this out there quickly. Um, False Digits is the name of the company. You can actually go on their website and order a sizing kit. I always have this problem with nails when, like, when I buy them from the store. My nails are so small that they never really fit me well. But with False Digits, you can order a sizing kit for free. They send it to you. It's like $3.50 shipping. Um, wow. and then yeah, you just size your nails and then you can order any of their custom sets with your size and they'll send them to you. And these black ones were like 20 bucks Oh wow! and they're reusable. So yeah. Um, so good for the environment and good for your fashion. Yeah, absolutely. What and they have, for? they have like really fun character ones. Like they have a Betty Boop set. They have a Little Mermaid set. Um, those are way more expensive, but yeah, yeah, they're really fun. They have some really fun designs. So go check them out and false digits sponsor us. Um, oh, well. <laughs> um, okay. That covers Shall what we we're drinking. In? Yes. Go back to dive it. into the, the plot of the game, <laughs> which is uh, we are Nancy Drew again for the fourth time. We're Nancy. God bless. Thank the Lord. And we are skiing in Wisconsin. But oh no, a snowstorm hits and we're trapped inside for a couple of days with everyone staying in the castle. Oh yeah, that's right. We're also staying in a castle that was built in the 1920s that had an entire tower shipped from France to Wisconsin. How does that work? That, which I, I have a question about that <laughs> in my gameplay notes. I was like, how do you, anyway, how do you just ship a tower? I'm picturing a like really large crane. But like, like the crane on a ship? Well, so no, the crane does the main um, uh, uh, moving pieces, and then it's on uh, the a really big ship. Yeah, I wonder. Do you think that it like laid down sideways? Oh, I don't know. I I would assume yes because the counterbalance of the weight might be a problem if it was all standing up straight. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Also, is the tower that was shipped over? Is that just the one room that we go in or is it like everything behind that locked gate? I think it's the whole tower, like the queen's tower. That's what I like, including the spiral staircase and everything. I think so. Yeah. Shit, man. And all those cells. Yeah. I don't know why they would um, add cells. Weird uh, chain gap pit puzzle. That you have to solve every you have time to solve every single you go time. across the rocks. <laughs> uh, we love Uh-oh. that clearly. Um, yes, and that's also we are there for a ski vacation, and we never ski, so that's we fun. never not we one never time. Ski. It's Mm-mm. too cold out there. We'll die if we're out there too long. <laughs> There's a blizzard. <laughs> There's a blizzard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that's the plot. Um, 
generally speaking. And we're mm-hmm. trying to find the treasure in the royal tower. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> the titular objective. Of yeah, of course. I know that this is like this archetype is seen so much in this series, but I yeah. can't be mad about it because it's so yeah. fun. I mean, that's how you um, title like every mystery thing, right? Like um, Agatha Christie's murder on the Orient Express. There's like, a murder hmm, happening on the Orient Express. I wonder what the main thing is in this book. <laughs> right no all her titles are kind of that oh I love well I guess when you get to some of the later games like um the captive curse or alibi and ashes oh my mom's trying to call me should we say hi to Alice yeah hi Alice hello Emily hi Alice I was sitting by somebody's pool drinking Dom Perignon (laughs) (laughs) you're on our podcast I'm all, oh my goodness. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hello, um, hello. You, Caroline, Caroline is saying hi, but you can't hear her. I cannot hear her. Yeah. Um, hi, everybody. I'm crossing the street. I'm trying not to get hit by a car. Oh, okay. please try that. I'm walking back to my turtle nest. Okay. <laughs> my- <laughs> I can't really explain everything that you just said in the past 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, I have a lot of questions that I, I just don't know where. I'm walking across to the beach. I'm going to sit on my turtle nest. No, I don't hatch eggs. They've already come out. <laughs> we're just making sure there's no stragglers. And we're going to excavate it tomorrow night and then see if anything else is in there. This Wait, is my you, mother's this life. Is re- not metaphorical. No, I watch turtles. <laughs> Caroline just said, beach. "Is this not metaphorical? It is absolutely not a metaphor, or it's a or anything. This is real." Um, uh, well, my COVID test was negative, but they said I should get tested again in a few days. There is a ginormous okay. wasp on the outside of my window, and I'm recording a podcast, so I'm gonna let you go. But I hope okay. all of the rest of the turtles. Um, come up safely i'll let you know tomorrow night after we dig them up please do okay okay honey love you love you bye Bye. wow i think that was the best phone call interruption i could have ever had thank you that was great i'm really glad i answered (laughs) i did debate for a second i was like should i answer my mom's phone call and then i was like no if alice is calling me it's gonna be something fun Yes, yes. Um, whenever, oh my God, whenever we do <laughs> Secret of Shadow Ranch, we have to have my dad on because he played it with me. Oh my gosh, I would love that. that would oh funny. my gosh, my dad played some of the games of his own volition because back in like, it must have been like 2008 or 2009, he did something to his knee and had to have like his whole muscle tore away from his kneecap or something. And he had to have major knee surgery and he literally couldn't walk for like six weeks. So he was just sitting down. He was like, I'm so fucking bored, except he didn't say fucking because he doesn't curse. Um, (laughs) But he was like, I'm so freaking bored. What do I do? And I was like, um, you could try playing my really cool Nancy Drew games. And he like looked at me. He was like, okay, bring it here. I forget which ones he played though, but I'll have to ask. See, my dad was the one who got me into it. He bought me the first game for Christmas one year and we played it together. And then after that, like we, there are a couple that we played together, which they're down the road a little bit. So once we get to them, I'll tell you. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. We have, um, our characters is that or is fast facts first yes i have lots of facts 
Oh, really? Okay, well, good. Not I locked, but I have um, facts plus something else, <clears throat> okay. which I'm excited about. So this game was released on July 24th, 2001. Um, and I believe I looked, I know I looked this up, but I, it looks like I didn't write it down, but I think that 2001, it was either 2001 with this game or the following year, 2002 was the year that they started releasing two games a year. I can confirm that it was this one. It was this game. Okay. I thought I saw that, but I wasn't positive. Um, it takes place at Wickford Castle in Butter Ridge, Wisconsin. And this is the first game that I've noticed that there are so many butter illusions because it takes place in Butter Ridge, which is apparently it says in a pamphlet somewhere. It's where like some butter, like land of lakes or something. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, lots of butter. Um, it sold 42,663 units during 2001. And really that's in like a um, five month period because it was released at the end wow. of July. So yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty cool. And it sold another 18,301 during the first three months of 2002. So before it was even out for a year, it sold like over 60,000 copies, which is cool for an indie game producer. Yeah. I don't really know what the stats are on that, but I'm impressed. So <laughs> Um, also the whole Nancy Drew series reached, uh, 500,000 copies in North America by 2003 and 2.1 million by August, 2006, prompting edge to call Nancy Drew a quote unquote powerful franchise. So we're really up and up in our game over here. Um, and this game received a gold parents choice award in fall of 2001. So ultra impressive because it had only been out for like a couple months by then. Yeah, Yeah, that is really true. Mm -hmm. Um, My facts. So I could not find a book this was based on through my searching. Um, I I wouldn't have had time to read it anyway for this week, but um, I couldn't find a book that this one was based on. So if people know anyone listening out there, let us know because I I, never look for that. So. Yeah, I couldn't find anything, but I haven't read the entire series, so it could be based on something that is just a different title or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, the other thing I learned was that in the images of Marie Antoinette that are featured in this game, it features her holding a very, very purple rose. And that is not the case in the original paintings. In the original, <sighs> they're just like pinkish. And also purple roses are very much like I did some research on roses and they don't grow naturally. And I don't think back in the 1700s in France, they had the science to artificially grow purple roses. So I I just would like to. Well, maybe they dyed it with like. They could have dyed it. You know how in. Did you ever do those um, science experiments in elementary school where you would get like white carnations and put them in different uh colored water no but that sounds really fun oh yeah oh my gosh you put um food coloring in different cups of water and you stick like one white carnation in each cup of water and then over the course of like a week or something you see the carnation as it soaks up the water turn that color yeah no that's cool it's you know what might have happened then is in the game they probably like emphasized the rose color i'm actually looking at a picture right now 
Yeah, it's like kind of like a purpley. Oh, they referred thing. to it as the purple rose, right? Too in the game, but they yeah. but they color it a little in the game. I think just so the player isn't oh, for like, sure. you know, like what what rose? What? <laughs> we we would be so confused. Oh, I um, love it. But yeah, so th- those are all my my fast my fast oh, facts. Love it. I was gonna do um a deep dive on some of the Marie Antoinette stuff, and then I was like, Caroline will probably do some. I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, it, it's actually, this is cool though, because it is one of the first games that we have like a historical kind of timeline to follow along yeah. with what's going on, which is really neat. Yeah, I like yeah. that. This is the um, first game that I feel like is really educational and in like uh, history, I'm trying to think of what I learned in the other games. And I guess a lot of it is history. Um but yeah, I wonder if that was from like feedback they got or if that's what they were going for all along and they really hit it in this game. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Secret of the Scarlet Hand, which you also have played, very right? historical. I have not played it. Oh my gosh. I, I, yeah, that I'm one really is excited. big on the history. I love that game. First game. Love it. Um, I have character notes now. Let's do that. Okay. First up, our girl, Professor... Beatrice Gertrude mm-hmm. Winifred Hotchkiss. Truly the we love best her. character in the whole franchise, maybe. We love her. That, she's so great. had you because she comes back at at least once a couple times. She comes back twice. She's like a phone contact. Yeah. Have you played those games that she comes back in and you just didn't at really least, know where she was from? At least one of those games. I actually can, let me see what it's, games is the other one is um uh legend of the crystal skull and um tomb of the lost queen tomb of the lost legend queen of the is crystal the skull, one is that right i wrote down cry that's the crystal skull right i can't remember what she does for us in that game i haven't played that one either oh okay i played the tomb of the lost queen and she is in that one and so I, that's how i knew her right i think is a phone contact but i, I actually didn't know she was like in a game and I was so excited when she was here. And I gotta just say kudos to the voice actress who plays her. Um, I have the name. One moment, please. Carrie Healy. Yes, Carrie <laughs> Healy. You are so talented, ma'am. Oh my gosh. You, yes. That you are so good. I have written your... down all of the other characters she voiced in the franchise. Yes, I saw yes. that. Please feel free to, okay, to share I will. those. Um so Professor Hotchkiss, we love her. We strive to be her. She has a pet cat named Mr. Jingles, which if that is not what I am naming my next cat, please like send me straight to hell. Like <laughs> I yes. will name my next cat Mr. Jingles. Um, she was in, as I've already said, this game, Treasure in the, in the Royal Tower, Legend of the Crystal Skull, and Tomb of the Lost Queen. She has a website that, yes, is still functioning, everybody. We will put the link. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we will put the link in the show notes. Um, I So I took screenshots on my phone, and I will just run you guys through it briefly once I find these screenshots. Is it professorbeatricehodgkiss.tumblr.com? No. Oh, that's just a fan site. This is not a fan site. It is her website. Okay. Um, 
So I I can't, I'll have to um, copy paste it because the link, you can only get to it through like a redirect. You can't get to the URL by typing in the URL. You have to get redirected from somewhere. Uh, but I know how to find it. I'll find it again. Um, okay. It was, if you could type it in, the URL would be www.iamhotchkiss.com. Um, and I think, oh, you know what I think it is? I think the website has been taken down, but it's been copied as a functional website onto another host website. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm reading, I'm actually reading the notes I wrote down now and that's what I say. So I believe that that is the case. Um, so there is a uh, homepage where Beatrice gives you a little intro about herself and there's a picture of her. There, and the, um, there are three other tabs. One is current projects. Another one is album. And the third one, recipes. Oh, my God. I have to oh. know what one of the recipes are is. So I just <laughs> I tried to click on the tab, but I'm looking at a screenshot on my phone. So obviously <laughs> that isn't how this works. But I did take screenshots of every single page. Um, recipes. My new dream is to have Carrie on our podcast. Oh, we oh. should find her. Yeah, Good. it's not. Yeah, it's not super detailed. Uh, there's chocolate angel food cake, summer salsa, Caesar salad extraordinaire, <laughs> bacon and blue stuffed chicken breast, veggie chili, vegan brownies, gluten-free pie crust, and chilled melon soup. She doesn't really strike me as a vegan gluten-free kind of gal though. Right. But maybe she's just trying to be all-inclusive. She wants to yeah, appeal to a wide audience. Maybe she's just trying to be hip. Um, also, Caroline, Professor Beatrice Hotchkiss graduated from, can you guess? Uh, University of the Arts. <laughs> no, you're so, okay, never mind. I'm not going to let you guess anymore. <laughs> Waverly Academy. <gasps> what? Yes, she graduated. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I literally have a picture of it on my phone that I'm going to send you right now. Oh my, God. Um, my favorite place I wanted to go do, there. Do, 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 do. Sending. She graduated from Waverly Academy in 1962, along with some other familiar faces, including Kyler Mallory. And here's a question that I have. Aren't Kyler and Nancy friends from school? Did Nancy hate me? I've never played that one. Oh my God. I thought you had only never played like a few. So it's like eight. Oh shit. I believe or 10. Oh, this is so fun. I'm actually, I'm loving this and I really appreciate, I absolutely would have had zero impulse control, but I appreciate that you've waited until you could play them. Right. Like, Cause I, otherwise I would have to watch and I, I did watch some of them. Like mm-hmm. I, the final scene I've played and watched now because of course it's in the theater I had to play that one we'll go well you'll learn as we go I'm so excited to get to that to that game oh I know I love it I love it so much anyway um yeah so Kyler Mallory also graduated from Waverly uh Heather McKay slash aka Azale Miki graduated (laughs) from Waverly Academy (laughs) that was embarrassing um everybody has turned off our podcast and uh, Dr. Quigley Kim graduated. Kapu Cave. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
which you also haven't played, which is fine. It's really fine. Why would um, I have ever tried to play that game? I've only heard terrible things. You don't have to. I I really I used to really love that game. And then I think probably just because it like took place in Hawaii and I like the vibes and stuff. And then um, I played it uh, during quarantine for the first time in a few years. And I was like, oh, this game actually sucks. <laughs> like, I understand why now why everybody hates it. Um, okay, back to Professor Beatrice Gertrude Winifred Hotchkiss. She's terrible with names, but like I get it. I mean, so I'm not I. great with names either. So, yeah. Um, and she's voiced by Carrie Healy, who also voices, get ready, Simone Mueller oh my and God. Madeline, Madeline in the final scene. Who is that? I'm sure it's like, it's probably our like phone contact at the Library of Congress or something, but. Well, guess what? Uh, we're going to find out probably this week. We'll find out very who soon. Who that is. Uh, so Simone Mueller and Madeline slash Madeline. Sally McDonald in Ghost Dogs. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Paula Santos, who is, she's our phone contact in The Haunted Carousel, which you have okay. not played. Not I'm really on. excited for you to play that one. Have you watched a video of it? Oh, good. I'm oh, going I'm so, so blind. I really like that game. It's kind of, it has a rep of being kind of like mediocre, I feel like, but it's just really fun. Like all the different elements of it are fun anyway. Yeah. And last, but certainly and definitely for sure, not least, Harper frickin' Thornton in uh, Ghost of Thornton Hall. Of course she plays Harper. Of course she plays Harper. Oh my god! You I guys didn't see. You guys didn't see Caroline just like clutch her chest, right? My now. pearls clutched. <laughs> I am obsessed with her. Oh my god! We should. Yeah, we definitely have to find her, and maybe we can get her on our Ghost of Thornton Hall app. Yes. Um, those are all the facts I have about our dear professor. Do you have anything else? Um, I have one, but I'm going to share it in our, sh- in our notes, okay. like our gameplay notes. Cause I think Fine, it's, make me wait. it's worth waiting for. <laughs> um, all right. So then we have Dexter Egan, who I gotta say has a very good character arc. Like, Oh, like what a guy. Arc in the I love game. him. Really great. Honestly, mm-hmm. like you start off hating him and then you're like, Oh, actually you are a delinquent, but now you're okay. And you're mm-hmm. trying to redeem yourself. Like he, I really liked him. Honestly, I thought he was a fun character. Yeah. I love Dexter. Um, I did a, I remember doing a great little piece of detective work back when I was a kid. I was watching the movie Napoleon Dynamite and I got, don't look at me like that, Caroline. That's a great movie. She just narrowed her eyes at me. I love that movie. I know. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Stop. I love it. Um, and when they get to the part where they are doing um, Rex Quando, that's what it's called, I think. Rex Quando. Um, the, the voice of the instructor, Rex, I thought sounded exactly like Dexter Egan. <laughs> so- <laughs> I like how Nancy Drew is like your comparison to everything else. I don't uh, yeah I really can't explain it any further than that but <laughs> so I went to my I like paused the movie I went to my computer I pulled up the game 
And I spent, I shit you not, so long, like, listening to scenes of this guy and listening to the voice of Dexter Egan, because this was before we had Google, really. Like, we still had dial-up. I didn't really know that Google was a thing. So I was just trying to hear if they were the same voice actor. Um, so that's one of my Dexter notes. <laughs> Another. Well, you could find out. I could. I mean, yeah. it's definitely not, though, but... It's probably not him. Yeah. yeah. If it was, I, I'd have a lot of reflecting to do. <laughs> um, okay. Dexter Egan. He's the adopted and disowned son of Ezra Wickford, the castle's owner, who kind of sucked as a person. IMO. I know that I never really knew him, but don't really like Ezra. Um, Christy ends up letting him co-own it, uh, which is great. We love That's that. So great. Um, I wrote down, he's really grumpy, but in the best way, he's just like your favorite, like gruff old man, grandpa. And he's voiced by Thomas Stewart. And this is his only credit in a Nancy Drew game. Yep. Yep. Okay. Who's next? Let's do Lisa who, okay. I have some thoughts on Lisa. Please tell us. First of all, I made a note early on when i met lisa it says lisa sounds like she's 13 her body does not match her voice she sounds like a child she sounds like a teenager (laughs) in middle school um and then i was playing through the second half of the game with the girl that i'm currently dating watching me because i had to get it done for today so i was playing it last night and she was just watching me and we click on lisa and lisa's like hey nancy like how's it going and and, and (laughs) this girl is like Oh my God, her voice does not match her face at all. <laughs> That's yeah. my opinion on Lisa. And she just was the only one I thought was suspicious from the beginning. Her voice has always gotten to me. She's like, oh my gosh, did you hear that someone vandalized that beautiful <laughs> library? I'm like, like you obviously it did it because of how you're saying that. <laughs> like, and I think oh that's God. I think that's like the first thing she says to Nancy um like yeah. how about hello yeah really what's your name <laughs> how are you doing how are you doing what brings <laughs> you here um okay quiz time ding 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 name one of lisa's aliases without looking at your notes oh, are you kidding me <laughs> i don't know okay listeners real quick just one i'm only asking for one there's three ready set go have none Zero, <laughs> so the three are helen carp alina boyd and tanya lee gooding all right so yep that's it um she's 26 which is a year younger than i am and she's already a master criminal slash photojournalist slash diamond thief like right. what am i doing with my life i'm honestly I'm like- sitting here recording a podcast <laughs> We all need to be on Lisa's level. She is the the expectation. Yeah. By the time you're 26, if you're not trying to find a diamond in a tower, you're doing something wrong. Um, And the last fact I have is that she was voiced by Tara V. Smith. And this is the only Nancy Drew role credited to Tara. So... I, for some reason, thought she was the same voice actress as Bess because she sounds like Bess. 
like exactly like her but I know uh-huh. it's not I, I looked into it but like like some but a little bit like just a little I mean they have the same energy yeah but I I don't know I thought that they were the same but okay anyway um and then we have Jacques who has the worst French accent I've ever met <laughs> that's one of my I've, notes. French accent I've ever met is what I just said <laughs> but he has the worst French accent and um why couldn't they have hired an actual French person yeah Mm -hmm. but he's Jacques Brunet he's kind of boring like he he's he's got us like um you know we find him sawing through first of all like a historical (laughs) structure Jacques like that is so bad he needs to save his name you're I hear you but also really bad at the Olympics he's going through a lot okay he's having a really bad day but honestly, that's a more interesting backstory than like a lot of characters we're gonna meet in the future. So, like, he at least he has like something that's related to what we're doing. But, yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, he's fine. I, you know, I didn't really talk to him very much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he gets mad at you after the whole medallion thing, and then you can literally never talk to him without him saying like "Sacre bleu, you stole my medallion. <laughs> you, suck. <laughs> you suck, Nancy." Okay. Um, I'm editing all that out. <laughs> um, okay. I wrote down, like, I don't, I don't like Jacques. He's, I, yeah, don't dig him. Sexist. But also like his arms could just like envelop me anytime. Like oh, just purely wow. on a physical level. I get it. See, I, I really like the sinewy nature of Professor Hotchkiss's arms personally. But <laughs> I don't know. I just love her. I, yeah. I mean, Professor Hotchkiss could just really like have all of us all the time like no complaints um but Jacques yeah like I mean you have it in the looks department I get it um he has a fiance Isabel he's an ex-olympic ski instructor from Normandy France blah 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 and he's voiced by um Justin Barrett Sorry, Justin, we like you. I'm sure we just don't like this character. <laughs> um, and this is Justin Barrett's only Nancy Drew game credit. So the only one they reused was our professor. Right. Which, I mean, she's a great choice. Yeah, she did a I really mean, good job. Absolutely. They all did a good job, but Carrie, yeah, we she, love you. Come mm, on our podcast. Please come on our podcast. Um, also, I just checked podcast. that she, that actress is a playwright also. She wrote a play, apparently. Oh my God. Can we be Won her? an award. Yeah. Oh. Yes. I can't be Nancy anymore, so can we just be Carrie Healy? Yeah, that's the dream. I'm. You um, can't tell, but I'm squashing ants with my finger as they climb up my bedroom wall. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> Great if you strength. ever see me look down and like press on something, that's what I'm doing. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Um, uh, okay. That's it for characters, yeah. though, right? Yeah, that's it's it. It's a small cast. We, can we here? even... I think we can call Bess or George or someone. Can we call yeah, Bess Yeah, we can call George? Ned and then Ned. Bess and George on the same line. Okay. I didn't call them once. Did you oh, call I, them? Oh, I did many times, which is part of, I mean, we could actually, do you want to just transition to gameplay notes at this moment? Uh, I have a brief plot summary. Let me do, you did a great plot summary. I'm going to see if I have anything different. Oh, what? this so i think i meant to look this up but i did not go down this road so if anyone knows this please let me know because i'm dying to know um 
is Nancy notes in her opening letter to George all of the strange dead ends and stairways leading to nowhere. And there's a house very similar to that in California, and it's called the Winchester House. Have you heard of it? Well, I thought you were going to say the O Street Mansion, which is in Washington, D.C. No. Yes. Okay. I know I know what you're you know talking that one. about, but no, I'm talking I've not about heard of that one. So the Winchester House, I won't talk about it too much. Go look it up, though. It's really, really cool. Um, but basically, the owner was like an heiress to um, like some rifle company's fortune or whatever. And a bunch of uh, Civil War soldiers had like died by their rifles. And so she was convinced that these uh, Civil War soldiers were ghosts in this house and that they were like, that they would kill her if she ever stopped working on the house. So she had construction going on this mansion in California constantly. And she had them uh, try to build kind of a maze to confuse the ghosts so that they would get lost. So, so many of the hallways will like wind and wind and wind and lead to nowhere. There'll be staircases that just lead straight into a ceiling or Hmm. into a wall. Um, And it's just a super weird house. They do tours on it nowadays. My grandma went, she said it was really cool. I really want to go. But yeah, it. so when Nancy notes all the strange dead ends and stairways leading to nowhere, I can't imagine that they didn't know about Winchester. House. Right. They had to have been inspired by yeah, it. Like, like every sure. work is inspired by what came before it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually, we talked about that. I, I We read an Agatha Christie book for my other podcast book club this month, and, mm-hmm. it's, and then there were none, which I'd read before, but not many of the other people in the book club so had good. read. It's a great book, but it, it's inspired like her writing has inspired so much mystery canon. I mean, like it's insane. And yeah. so that is like, an, you know, it's one of those things where maybe not they weren't directly inspired by that one mm-hmm. mansion, but the legacy of that mansion has had a footprint on things that have come after it in a way. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are that's So that's my uh little plot notes and now we can get into gameplay well generally speaking you asked if i called people on the phone i sure did a lot of times because uh as a first time player of this game Mm -hmm. there were significantly less leaps of logic than there have been in the past games though i had played message in a haunted mansion before so i didn't have that but the first two were a little more like hard to figure out what to do next it was was a little tough so this game had a couple of crazy leaps of logic that I had a really hard time oh, and I got stuck a couple of times. Um, one I can is, think of like, I can think of two. Okay. One is the elevator Yes, and figuring out how to get into the secret passageway. I literally mm-hmm. had to like call Bess and George and then get a hint and then try the elevator on literally every floor, get stuck because mm-hmm. the arrows... I know we cut navigation out of a category, but the errors in this game, they helped a lot, but they're still very confusing because yeah. um, we don't have like the curved arrows yet. It's just the, oh, right. in the back and the, you know, um, U-turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that there were, there was that. And then what was the other point that I got really stuck? Was it getting into the tower? So oh, I, the two, the, like, the pieces on the board. No, um, the two that I was thinking of was um, knowing that you're, I think it's, you're supposed to like hear the sawing sounds and then try to investigate them. Is it that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
And then you're supposed to, that's supposed to be your clue to go like check out the elevator shaft or whatever, but to see it and to know that you need to go down, you have to look down. Right. And then Nancy's like, oh, I think there's something down there. So that was the first one I was thinking of. And then the second one I was thinking of was how to use the trap door in the elevator to get into the library. I guess you kind of have a lead into that, that because I you get out. stuck. Right. I don't think I figured, I figured out, out okay. the first time I played it. It was the sawing and then triggering the event with Jock took me forever. I, it was like I went there multiple times and I because I, I eventually had to look up a walkthrough because I was so stuck and I was like, mm-hmm. I do not have time to like figure this out on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to look it up and then they were like, oh, you should have triggered this event. And I was like, well, I, I haven't. <laughs> and I've been there more than once. <laughs> like to, to Wait, see what if have I could you find not something. done? there was nothing it was like I guess I went too late or too early to like trigger the event I had to like go there right at like eight o'clock or something and like I set my alarm for 8 p.m and then I went down and it didn't trigger so mm-hmm. I went back up went back through and then I heard the song from in the elevator shaft and then I went oh down. right okay. it, it was like that was <laughs> yeah you just... have to go there at night right and I had but I guess I had gone too late in oh, order okay. to trigger that event that's what I mean hmm. um, okay so that was a big one that got me stuck because mm-hmm. I was like, I literally can't move forward. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. But other than that, it was like really great. We'll get to my ratings later, but they're um, pretty <laughs> positive. Um, but yeah. So the first thing I have is just kind of the setup. We're skiing in Wisconsin, caught in a snowstorm. I really like the detail of the letter being an actual item in our inventory. I don't think oh, that, yeah. that comes back, but it it's really yeah. interesting. It co- you, And that sends you to... then find Dexter it's like Mm -hmm. that's the initiating and inciting action that makes you have to talk to him and then sends you on the chores yeah no I like that I think in the other um in some later games we have phone calls that instigate the action but the vast majority of the time we just don't really have anything right we just kind of wander around and wait till we meet someone um According to the pamphlet in Nancy's suitcase, Ezra Wickford invented chocolate milk. Oh, so that's fun. All Thanks. right. Thanks, Ezra. Thank you, Ezra. The like, only I thing don't know how you did. invent chocolate milk. Do you just like have an idea to put chocolate in some milk? That well, I'm sure he like didn't like invent it, but I'm sure that he like was the first one to make it popular or something like he popularized it that's kind of okay so like any weird food thing I come up with that is good right can just bring me a fortune that doesn't seem fair you just have to hype it up Emily you know Uh, that's that's what you need to do okay um in the same pamphlet it says that Christy plans to open the tower but I thought nobody knows how to get into the tower She's like, we're going to open this tower, but I thought that it was hidden. Am I wrong? It is hidden, but me, I don't know. Maybe she, I don't know. That's good. Yeah. It's also That's like, it. I swear people were saying that it's hidden, but also I'm like, it shouldn't be hidden if people brought the tower over and put it on the, I don't know. That whole thing confuses me, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. Oh, um. To go back to the butter thing I was saying earlier, how yes. this takes place in like Butter World or whatever, um, Butter Ridge. It takes place in Butter Ridge, Wisconsin. Uh, apparently, there's a lake in Butter Ridge called Butter Lovers Lake. Oh. I would like to go there. You should. I really enjoy butter. 
I'm so glad for you. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, yeah. uh, do you ever do you ever take note of Nancy's clothes in her suitcase? in the in the suitcase? Yes, Nancy she needs oh, some honey. fashion. Yeah, checks. I mean, she's like, a great detective. Not to shame, we're not shaming. You're great at what you do, and we love you. But maybe go on what not to wear. Which side note, I've been watching reruns of recently, and it's an absolutely terrible show. It is. It does like. I don't know. I, I don't want to criticize Nancy's fashion because also I'm so for just like figuring out like what your vibe is. But yeah. I feel like her vibe is cho- not choosing a vibe. Yeah. Her vibe is so like, normal. oh, I found this for $5 at Goodwill and it kind of fits and it'll go with anything. Right. Uh, let's get four white button downs. And just and line them up like a cartoon jeans. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Nancy, you probably pull it off great. She probably pulls it off great. She probably does. But and she also has interesting reading material, including um, Sassy Detective, which I wish I had a subscription to that. I mean, also, who's the demographic for that magazine? Like, who are the detective? Who are the sassy detectives? Yeah. I also wrote, why does Nancy have these amateur sassy detective magazines on her desk? These are for amateurs. Nancy's not an amateur. She's a pro. She's a pro. She doesn't need this sassy detective magazine teaching her how to fingerprint. She's like, I've fingerprinted literally like fucking dozens of times. I know how it works. Right. But it's okay, Nancy. Um, yeah. Her, oh, <laughs> I wrote, this radiator isn't broken. It's having a fucking seizure. It's so loud. I literally thought something was broken in my game. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Like, there, that is a glitch. Like, I really. I used to play all of the games with the volume way down because I was terrified. And so, and I played this game before I like knew what a radiator was. So Nancy went downstairs and said to Dexter, I, or no, I think I didn't even hear a noise in the room. So I didn't know that I was supposed to click on the radiator. I just didn't think to. That's because I didn't hear a noise because I kept the volume so low, but it is right. so loud. It is. It's incredibly yeah. loud. Yeah. Um, yes. I always forget before I replay this game, I always forget how hard the navigation is. Even though it has yeah. arrows, which is great, your clicks have to be very precise, which I don't I appreciate. Do. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a, a step up, mm-hmm. definitely, but still pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I also thought setting-wise, this uh, there was just a, I don't know, a lot of uh, empty space. Like, I feel like I walked through mm-hmm. hallways, like, that I couldn't click on anything to either side. I would just walk down straight for, like, six clicks before I actually got anywhere. There yeah. were, like, a, like, the vent was like that. You just kind of went straight. There's nothing to look at. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I guess that yeah. hasn't really been the case in a game up until now. Right. It was just very big. I mean, it felt yeah. very big, which so if that was what they were going for, they succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> the castle felt very big. But. Oh, for sure. Thanks for listening to It's Locked podcast. Tune in next week for Treasure in the Royal Tower part two. You can go follow us on Instagram at It's Locked podcast. And please go on iTunes and give us a rating if you're enjoying the show. Thanks so much. See you next week.